We're just going to ask the Holy Spirit to teach us and to speak to us tonight because he's the best teacher. And I can say a lot of things, but nothing, nothing changes in our hearts unless we ask him to change us. So, Lord, we come humbly before you, wanting to know more, wanting to know you, and just trying to understand what you're calling us to and how we can walk in your ways. Would you teach us tonight? Lord, we just say that we want to know more. We want to know you. And we're willing to humble ourselves in order to learn from your word. Thank you, Jesus. Would you speak to us? In your name we pray. Amen. Show witness. So we continue through Acts, except hold up, pause. I'm just going to be expounding upon what Anna talked about last week. So do you guys remember what we learned about last week? Do you want to look at Acts 20, verses 17 through 38 to get a reminder? Yes, let's look through. Anna talked about three things that the elders were called to do. Do you guys remember any of those three things? Yes. Yes. Like watch over the flock. Yes. Excellent. What else? There was one thing before that and then one thing after that. So Bodica mentioned, keep watch over the flock, which is in verse 31, um, where Paul's talking about how there will be ones who will come to take them away, either within or from the outside. But before that, in verse 24, he talks about completing the task given to him, testifying to the grace of God in our lives that all may know, serving, reaching the unreached. And then later... Paul talks about working to take care of the weak there in verse 35. And last week I was like, oh, these are all awesome things. I love this. Like, this is what we're called to do. But I found myself asking the question, well, really, what am I responsible to do? Like, who am I responsible for? And how can I do the task that's set before me? Because I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I kind of feel like, okay, Lord, sure, I'll, I'll go take care of the flock. I'll complete the task. But, like, that's a lot. That's a lot for me to be responsible for. So how am I supposed to help this happen in the world? So tonight I want to talk about four responsibilities of a leader that we learn from this passage here in Acts 20. So let's turn, if you're not already there, so who was Paul speaking to in Acts 20 here? The Ephesian elders. Yes. Excellent, Anna. So I, I, put, I wrote down the leaders of Ephesus, which, yes, the elders in Ephesus. And in this passage, we remember that Paul was talking to the Ephesians, the leaders of the of Ephesus, because he's about to go away and be imprisoned in Jerusalem, and he even tells them, I know that none of you will see my face again. So he's like, okay, guys, this is the last time you're going to see me. Like, peace out. Bye. The Lord's got you. And if I was one of these elders, I would probably be saying, hold up, Paul. Like, 
I know that you're entrusting me to a higher level of leadership, but I would really love it if you would just spell out like exactly what I'm supposed to do. Like give me a how-to guide of being a leader. But he kind of did that already. So when we look in Acts 20, he spent most of this passage reminding the leaders of what he himself did as an example to them of how they should live. He says over and over, like as you look through the verses, you know how I did this. You saw how I did that. Did you see how I served, how I X, Y, Z? So I want us to use a little bit of time to write down examples of what we see Paul talking about. What examples did Paul give them from his own life? You can just shout them out. Serving with humility. What'd you say, Nathan? Yes, he shared the gospel. This is good. He worked hard. <laughs> day and night. It did not cease day or night to admonish everyone with tears. Paul's such an emotional guy. I love it. <laughs> Do you guys see any other things? Yes. <laughs> yeah, both Jews and Greeks. This is good. Yeah, so we see examples of Paul talking about how he lived, how he spent his time, what he said to others, what he believed about himself. I did not shrink. I served with all humility, with tears and trials. And he was someone who humbled himself. Is there anything else that you guys see in this passage? Yes. Yeah. He didn't he didn't count that to be what his life was going to be worth, what counted his life as worthy. So, like I said before, there were kind of four themes of things that Paul's saying he's responsible to do. So you guys mentioned some of these. I did not shrink back. I commend you. But they all kind of like float around unless you start to see common themes. So uh, we're going to go over these four things. So number one, the responsibilities of a leader, as modeled by Paul. <laughs> one, a leader has authority over themselves. A leader is someone who knows the word of God and pursues relationship with him. A leader is someone who serves the Lord with all humility, who cares for the church, who speaks only what is profitable to others, teaching in public, evangelizing, X, Y, or Z. So I want someone to turn to Titus 2 and read verses 1 through 8 for me. And we're going to see how this ties into this idea of a leader having authority over oneself. So when someone gets there, they can read it out loud if they want. Thank you. 
Thank you, Everett. So do you guys see some of these things that are, is, is being talked about here in Titus? Like self-controlled, sound in faith. There's like this big long list. And in this context, they're talking about what it means, like the qualities of being an elder. But I think that this still applies to us as leaders. We're people that others look to. We should have authority over ourselves in the way that we live and that we do things. So the second thing um, that a leader is responsible for, a leader humbles themselves to serve. Those that the Holy Spirit, you serve the people that you live among, you serve the ministries that the Lord has appointed you to, and you serve those that the Holy Spirit has made you an overseer of. Like Paul talks about where he says, where is it? Um, Serving the Lord with all humility. Like he's living among these people here in the beginning of these verses. He says, I lived among you. You saw that I served with all humility. He did everything that he could. In Acts 20, 35, in all things... I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And then in Matthew 23, 12, it also says, Jesus says, whoever exalts himself will be humbled and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. So this whole idea of being a leader means serving other people, putting their needs before our own, and walking in all humility. The third thing that a leader that is among the responsibilities of a leader is that a leader walks in the grace and authority that God has given them. So if you've been to GCC long enough, or if you've even been here, you've heard the whole idea of circles of grace. Like, oh yes, the Lord has drawn this circle for me. I'm going to operate fully within it until he gives me a bigger circle, a different way that I can lead or that I can serve so that I am walking in all that the Lord has for me. And we shouldn't just stand within like a little piece of that circle, but like we can operate fully and the places that the Lord has given us authority. And I have an example of this from my own life. If you guys are wrestling with like, okay, but like what does it look like to walk in grace and authority like that the Lord's given? So I, I know that the Lord has called me, Josie, to serve as a worship leader. It's something I've known for years is that I'm the Lord made me to be a worship leader and he's given me authority over my role as a worship leader here at Cornerstone. So because I have authority here at Cornerstone, that means that I have the responsibility to do a good job. So any band member knows that doing a good job means maybe getting the lyrics and the songs to them more than 24 hours before the set, which 
I don't always do. I'm sorry, Ethan. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> um, but it also means that I communicate with my team. I look out for them. Uh, they're people that I care about. So if I see stuff going on in their life, I've been given authority to talk to them about it and be like, hey, like, how are you doing? I'm, I'm noticing this. And I'm also responsible to keep myself in purity so that I can worship before the Lord freely. So I have this responsibility, but really I have an opportunity with that like authority that I've been given is I have an opportunity to speak in the lives of others. Now I'm going to contrast this cornerstone worship leader role with when I serve. Oh, did I almost knock that over? <gasps> Thank you. Oh, that's funky. There we go. Thank you, Daniel. Stay. All right. I'm going to contrast that cornerstone worship leader role that almost knocked the base over with um, my role as a worship leader at Grace Community Church. At Grace, I've been given the grace to operate and to be on the team, to sing, and to lead other people, but I do not have authority. Like, Larry Gallus has authority over the worship teams at Grace Community Church. He is the guy who is in control. He's responsible for whether people show up on time or not, or reprimanding them if they do what they are being asked to do. So I do not have the authority to rebuke other members of the worship team or call them out. Um, I don't have authority to tell the team how the practices should go. I don't have authority to tell Larry, like, hey, I really don't like that song. I don't think you should play it anymore. Like, Larry has been given full authority over the GCC worship team, and I have to operate under his authority, but within the grace that I've been given. Like, I still have an opportunity to be responsible for myself, to get there on time, to have practiced the songs ahead of time, and to, once again, to keep myself in purity so I can worship freely. So that's kind of an example of what it means to operate where you have grace and authority and where you have grace but maybe not authority in those areas. And then the final thing that is a responsibility of a leader is that you take advantage of the opportunities presented to you. So this kind of means areas where you have authority. So the places that you live or the people that you live with, maybe like siblings, Taylor, hey, what up? <laughs> I have... I have an opportunity to speak into my siblings' lives. Maybe you have an opportunity as a small group leader to speak into the lives of the people that you're leading. Or if you're a leader over a project or a shift lead at work, or if you've been given responsibility to close the coffee shop. Like All of these things are opportunities where you've been given some level of authority. And then there's also opportunities where you're kind of an equal or a stranger. And sometimes that can be like the stickier one. Like when I think about it, it's harder to know like when you see a friend, am I responsible for making sure that you're following Jesus? Am I 
responsible for how like you act around other people. So I would like a volunteer to help me. All you have to do is stand, so don't worry, you're not gonna be like answering questions or anything. I need someone to come stand right up here next to me so I can illustrate this point. Taylor Morgan, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you, this is my lovely assistant. <laughs> okay, so as, as we work through this, we can kind of think of our relationship with like an equal or like a friend, kind of like a dance in some ways. So Taylor, would you face me please? Oh, thank you so much. Don't worry, nothing too crazy. So when we think about the level of responsibility or opportunity that we have, it's kind of like a dance. Like if Taylor steps towards me, she's saying, She's like sending me a text. She's like, hey, Josie, it's been a long time since we've gotten to hang out. I would really love to talk with you. And I'm like, Taylor, that's great. Like, let's go to coffee. You know, now, now, the, now we can like do like square dance thing. We can go to coffee. Like we get to hang out. But if you step back, Taylor, me as like the, the lead dance partner, I could say, oh man, I haven't seen Taylor in a really long time. Like, how is she doing? I wonder like how her heart is, whatever. I can say, hey Tay, how are you doing? Don't shake my hand yet. I can say, hey, how are you doing? I shoot her a text, I'm like, hey, I'd love to hang out with you. Like, I'd love to see you around. But Taylor doesn't take my hand. She's like, I'm too busy, like I got work. Like life is really full right now. I really don't have space and time. I am not responsible for making Taylor join like the dance. Like if she chooses not to accept my invitation, like I'm, I get to say, okay, all right, I'll move forward. Let's see if I can find another dance partner, another person who wants to spend time, who wants to be invested in, who is looking for a relationship. But if I, outstretch my hand and Taylor says, actually, yeah, I'd really love that. Then she gets to take a step closer and we get to walk in relationship together. But it's an opportunity. It's something that I invited her into rather than saying like, you have to join the dance. Like you have to be part of this. Like it's for your own good. Thank you, Taylor, you can sit down. Round of applause, round of applause. <laughs> So this fourth point is something that I think is really like poignant for us as people who are trying and are learning to be leaders amongst the people that we're with is, are we taking advantage of the opportunities that the Lord's given us? Are we walking in the grace and authority that we've been given? Are we humbling ourselves to serve? And are we ourselves having authority over what we decide to do? And I've heard it's been said in our community that people feel responsible for others. Like, what am I going to do? This person, like, isn't walking in the way that they should. Like, what, what can I do to make sure that they are walking with the Lord? But I hope that we can turn that feeling, that burden of responsibility into this lighter feeling of opportunity, this person's in my life, and I have an opportunity to reach out. I have an opportunity to invite them and to say, hey, I would love relationship with you. But I hope that we don't feel burdened 
by responsibility. We should invite others into relationship with ourselves and then ultimately with Jesus. So those are the four things. I am really excited for our discussion groups tonight because we get to talk about some of those things, like where have you felt responsible maybe for things that you're learning you're not actually responsible for or places in your life that you have opportunities to serve and ways that we can encourage you to be more about that. So we're going to break up into small groups, about five to seven people. And there's maybe some people online joining us, so Luke will facilitate that. But if you guys want to do one group downstairs and one group upstairs, then we'll just take time to chat together. It is warmer upstairs. <laughs> okay. Thank you, guys.